Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today. Today's podcast is the first in a three-part series on planning for the future of your farm. We'll look closely at three different areas of the farm business, getting your family ready for transition, legal tools and issues, and legal solutions for unique situations. Farm transition is critical to the survival of the farm business. Despite that, so many families fail to properly prepare. And this leads to a number of undesirable outcomes, including breaking apart the land, heirs unable to continue farming, and division of family members, none of which that we want to see or a farm owner wants to see happen after they're gone. So to help us tackle this difficult but critical topic, we've brought on three key individuals from the farm succession team. And today we're talking with one of those, David Marison, about preparing your family for farm transition. David, please introduce yourself to our audience. Hello, everyone. I'm David Marison, and I currently um, work for OSU Extension in Coshocton County in East Central Ohio and been working in farm succession and farm management my entire 25-year career here with The Ohio State University. Because of that experience, you've seen kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. And some of the things you've seen are just heartbreaking. What keeps families from planning for something that's so vital to the survival of their farm when we hear these stories all the time of farms that are torn apart? Yeah, and you know, farm succession as we look, and probably during this podcast, I'll use farm succession and transition maybe interchangeably, those words, but it's really about planning for the next generation to take over the farm that we're currently operating and the things that we can do to um, know that we're prepared for that next generation to manage the farm, but also the next generation um, that we have the estate plan for that next generation to be able to do that without ripping the farm farm apart. And Amanda, you asked about a lot of the, the reasons that hold us back. Well, number one on my list, maybe number one on yours, and probably number one on many of the folks out there that are listening to this podcast is who really enjoys talking about death, right? So when we have to talk about death, then we have to have that conversation about our mortality, maybe a loved one's mortality. And rightfully, that's really, really uncomfortable to talk about death. And that's number one. Of course, there's a multitude of other reasons. You know, farmers are busy folks and we don't have time. We're out in the field, we're out in the barn, we're doing the things that we need to do to, to keep our production operation running smoothly. So we just don't have a lot of time. And you mentioned the word conflict and we understand that based on the decisions, based on family interactions that we've had since birth with each other, siblings and parents and aunts and uncles and you know all the folks in our families, Sometimes we know that there's going to be family conflict when we make some of these tough decisions. And, and another reason would be that maybe we just don't understand the tools. We don't understand the lingo, trust, LLCs, and buy-sell agreements, and do this and do that. And uh, that's the beauty of what you're doing here with the podcast, maybe in helping people to understand those a little bit more. So you guys provide some excellent programming to help get folks started. What kind of advice do you give to families about taking the first steps in this process? And the, well, the first step, uh, there's lots of steps that uh, have to go into the process of trans, transition planning. But first, uh, the first step would be actually saying, 
uh, looking at that whole farm business. And is this a business that we want to continue for the future? So basically comes back to something we talk about all the time in extension. That is, what are your goals? What is your goal for the future of the farm? What's the goal of this business? And starting from ground zero about what do you want to see happen to the farm in the future? And then let that that goal or those goals drive you into the future. So what do you have advice-wise on deciding on what those goals are, tools, tricks, tips for people who haven't really focused on that yet? The tools and the maybe some of the tools of the trade that we would talk about as we start to have this discussion is first you have to remember that a whole farm, this is a whole farm planning model. So when, when we discuss this, uh, knowing the family history, knowing the family's goals, and then knowing, wanting to know individual goals as, and how each of the individual's goals work together for the future. But when we look at farm transition planning, we also have to realize that it's going to work in concert and harmony with our business plan, our estate plan, our retirement plan, and our investment plan. So you have five different planning functions that are all working together because just for example, uh, we want to pass, let's say we want to pass our farm on to the next generation and we want to bring them back and maybe income's tight and it'd be nice to have that next generation working side by side. But maybe we've done a really poor job of retirement planning through the years. Uh, maybe it's because we've been such good income tax mitigators that we haven't paid in a lot into Social Security. So our Social Security retirement income is going to be very low. Well, if that's the case, then the senior generation, it's going to be hard for them to step away from the business because they need some source of income to be able to retire on. Or if they do retire, that's going to ultimately affect the business plan of the next generation because part of the business income is, is probably going to have to be allocated to that senior generation for their retirement needs. So those five planning functions are like spokes in a wheel. They all work together and you have to kind of have those, um, those conversations in concert with one another. So starting out, just looking at the overall health of the business is where we would encourage people to start, you know, the who, what, where, when, and who's all involved with this business. What's the current financial um, position? What's the viability of the farm for the future? You know, when we think about other generations coming back, we have to think about, does the farm generate enough income for multiple generations to work side by side? Or is it going to have to be a transition where, the senior generation farms it up to a point where they completely turn it over to the next generation. And then maybe they don't work together side by side, drawing that, that income together. So we'd, of course, I think many of us have gone through SWOT analysis. This is a great way to start us to do a strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats of those farm businesses, of the farm business that we have, and then use that as our, our driving force as we discuss about, can we make this transition? And if we do, how do we how do we make it happen? Yeah, David, and you mentioned a lot of plans there, and some people may have just shut down after hearing that because, like, it is a lot of work, and that's a little bit overwhelming. So I just encourage people to talk to their family members in the farm and see, you know, maybe someone finds that interesting. They are more of an organizational person and wants to take that on just because the head of the farm doesn't have the time or the interest necessarily in doing that or to motivate them to do that. There might be someone else in your farm that would like to take that on. And if not, then 
is it going to a professional to kind of help you um, guide you along in that process? And and you can work with a professional. There's um, with the tools that we through Ohio State Extension give and some of our programs. I think we give you a good jump start because the bottom line is the family has to sit together, has to think about the future and have those discussions. And then they can work in harmony and concert with their professionals that may be around them. So that would include your attorney. That would include your tax accountant. It could be your um, certified um, um, accountant. It could be uh, one of us from extension that steps in to help provide some outside kind of look at what's happening with the business. But um, it's we always say, how do you eat an elephant? You eat an elephant one bite at a time. And farm succession planning is not something that you're going to start today and finish it by the end of the week. This is a process. And in fact, most of the times we would say this process could be up to a five-year process if it's done right, especially if we're bringing in that next generation and just have to have a plan to deliberately know what you need to do this week, next week, this year, next year to make this transition happen. So David, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty in these situations. So what kinds of things can really just blow up a farm transition plan? You know, farm transition plan, uh, well, I will always say that all farm families have dysfunction, dysfunctionality. In fact, all families have dysfunctionality. It's whether we're willing to admit that or not. But there are a lot of hurdles that could trip you up, um, a lot of things that could happen that could trip up your family as you're making this farm transition plan. You think about how hard it, number one, is to even talk about this for a multitude of reasons because we don't like to talk about death we don't have the time, we might believe that there's family conflict. But as we're making these plans, one of the things that we we have to keep in mind are what are some of the unexpected things going forward that could really blow up a farm transition or an estate plan? And you can think about these, um, of course, death will throw off a plan, especially if we die out of order. When I say die out of order, a lot of times we'll put up our estate plan um, saying, okay, well, you're going to die first and then you're going to die. And then this is going to farm is going to go from the senior generation to the junior generation. And then there on, it will keep moving forward. But what happens when the son or daughter who's supposed to get the farm predeceases their parents? And that could just throw it up. Um, Then you could think about disabilities. Of course, we know that 50% of all marriages uh, here in the state of Ohio end in success. So that means the other half don't end in success. So how will divorce um, have a play in anything uh, as far as passing that farm on? Um, and because there is there is divorces, but also there's death, that also means there's going to be second marriages. And how will a second marriage impact the farm business or the estate plan? Have you thought about the what ifs if there is a, a second marriage or a divorce. And then um, we're always worried about, especially the day that we live in today with coronavirus and different health um, concerns. Uh, Think about, we always, we challenge to think about what if one of the senior members had to go into the nursing home? Maybe that nursing home is a a three-year stay. And if you just look at a three-year stay in a nursing home, well, that, that could be a cost of over a quarter million dollars for that family to have to come up with to have a family member in that nursing home if they're not protected in some manner from that risk. So how will the farm, how will they be able to pivot if that happens, if somebody gets um, put into the nursing home? And then, you know, maybe a business partner, if you're two brothers are farming together and one day the business um, partner who is my brother says, 
I want to retire. I want you to buy me out of the business. Have you accounted for that? And then we have lawsuits that can occur. And uh, we really didn't in the past talk about global issues that could impact us. But coronavirus has definitely shown how just a uh, worldwide pandemic could have an impact on the farm. Uh, and but even before the pandemic, we were saying, well, how could a worldwide um, trade issues, how would that impact the farm? So there's a lot of unexpected things that may or may not happen. And we can't lose sleep thinking about everything that could may or may not happen. But the one thing we have to be um, aware of is here's the normal things that could throw a monkey wrench into this farm transition and estate plan. And how do we just, can we make some concessions to overcome that? What's your advice for people to prepare um, each family member maybe for some of these situations? Um, One person likes driving the combine, another person likes accounting, but like you said, if something unexpected happens and that person isn't able to pre um, to perform their job, how do we make those transition situations a little bit easier? And, you know, COVID has really shown how we need to have a plan B, C, D, and E for everything, right? And we like to, and the beauty of a family farm is that we all can have our strengths. We all can do our pieces and parts. And though that really will help a business move forward. But the problem is what happens when death or disability pulls or sickness pulls out that major, that major person out of their role. And now we got to fill it in. So of course, when we look at business structure, we're always talking about job descriptions, making sure people are in the right seat, right seats on the bus. Right. But also now we have to think about what's the plan B and does the business, are we planning for that backfill? What we would call that a backfill. Uh, Something happens to me and I'm leading. Maybe I'm the one that is in charge of the whole dairy herd. Who's my backfill? Something happens to me. And are we doing, do we have a plan to where we're actually training the next generation up? I really think about this in the financial realm, right? Usually, traditionally, it's been the farm wife who has handled all the finances, has handled all the books, has handled all the discussions about taxes. And what happens when she passes away? We got the whole family looking at each other, looking like, oh, we don't know how to do the finances. So who's going to do this? And then there is a steep learning curve. Could be some um, financial things that happen because of that. But how are we training the next person or who is my backup if something happens to me? Um, we have to have a backup for everything, right? We can plan a program uh, here in Extension and we, uh, we could be sick tomorrow. So someone needs to fill in. Same thing on a farm. Who fills in? Um, when that person isn't there to lead it. So a lot of planning, a lot of purpose. Uh, I say if you have a calendar on the wall, 365 days a year, we have 365 days. We should be training the next generation or my backfill something each day to be able to take over that part of the operation because it's bound to happen. David, to wrap this session up, um, a lot of great advice here, but how do we get our own affairs in order? look at each person individually. And this is probably the, the one area we talk about transition. We talk, we were getting our farm family ready to run and, and manage the farm in the future. But your next couple of podcasts, you're going to be talking about estate, pure estate planning. And one of those things is just having a record. And one of the things, the first thing that your attorney is going to ask you and talk about is what are the assets 
that you have, both titled and untitled, that have to be um, have to be basically transferred to the next generation. How are you going to do that? And what are all what are all the different financial uh, uh, things like IRAs? It could be life insurance policies. Uh, think about everything that you own, whether that's land, a truck, a car, an IRA, a stock, a bond, a retirement account. You name all all of those upon our passing are are, are going to go to somebody. So, is there a way that you can get all that? pull together so that your time with your attorney can be more efficient. And we have a doc, a document called getting your family affairs in order. And it's about 33 pages. Don't let that scare you away because once you do it once it's done. Um, and then all you do is tweak it each and every year about the time that you do taxes, you just update it. But this is a notebook that you can build that has all the information that attorney is going to need when you start talking about your estate plan. And let me tell you, you'll save yourself a lot of money when you can walk into your attorney's office and have copies of all the documentation that they're going to ask about because they don't have to go hunt for it. Instead, you have already provided it for them. Um, and the biggest thing is, as the attorneys will talk about what's um, the best way to manage what you have and how you're going to transfer it to the, to, to the next generation. One thing that you need to be thinking about is as a, as a farm family or, or what are the elephants? What are the undiscussables? What are the things that um, we are really scared about when we go through this farm succession or estate plan? For instance, maybe it's uh, mom may say, I don't really trust my son-in-law or my daughter-in-law. And I'm really worried about what would happen in a divorce. Well, you know what? You put all those things that you're scared about and that you want protection from, you put them on a list and then your attorney, trust me, your attorney will be able to help you mitigate anything that you're worried about because there are some really neat tools and techniques out there that they can use to help you through those things that you're concerned about. Well, David, you've provided a lot of really great advice today, but I know that you've only scratched the surface of the tools and resources that you guys provide in your programming with the farm succession team. So could you share with us some of the upcoming events that you have if folks are interested in attending those? Sure, I'd be glad to. Um, the one website, all you have to remember is go.osu forward slash farm succession. So just remember go.osu.edu forward slash farm succession. And you can go to a website that talks about some of our upcoming events, has some of the resources that we talked about. Uh, our upcoming events include a three, three in-person events across the state. And we hold these workshops that will go from nine in the morning to four in the afternoon. And that's where families can come together and learn about uh, farm succession planning as well as estate planning. Uh, during this upcoming winter, we have one on scheduled on February 10th in Greene County, February 25th in Wayne County, and then on March 4th in Wood County. And each year we rotate those around the state. So if one of those locations isn't perfect for you this year, just know that next year we're going to have a workshop or maybe later here in 2022, we'll have a, a workshop closer to you. So I just encourage you to go to go.osu.edu forward slash farm succession to get those dates and to see some of the resources that we have for you. Well, thanks again, David. We appreciate all the work that you and the farm office team put in. Um, you know, like you said, we are going to be spending the next 
two sessions on um, legal tools, uh, but that's really just one part of that plan. What you talked about today is a huge part of that plan also. So I'd encourage our listeners to check out some of your events in person so they can get the full uh, gamut of what you have to share. So thank you again for your time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode.